evening, and welcome to Fandom Access. Welcome back after a week off. Ready for another fantastic episode tonight? We have Invasion that we're going to talk all about season one and the first episode of season two. And then we're going to talk about Ahsoka, the first two episodes. And then finally, <laughs> we're going to talk about the finale of From. Most of you probably don't care, but Karen, Jamie, and I have not been able to discuss that yet um, for silly reasons. But anyway, I digress. Um, might not have a lot to talk about tonight, but the stuff we do have to talk about is really great. So that's always a plus. I don't think there will be any complaints. And for our, I don't, I don't know, <laughs> I'm just babbling now. Um, so, what else have I been watching? Um, I started watching Justified. Um, actually, I got caught up on Justified, uh, Pro, uh, City Primeval. I somehow missed the fact that it has even started. So, there was that. Um, September something. <laughs> um, Star Trek Below Decks comes back. I don't know if Karen is planning on watching the first three three, three seasons. Um, and then we watch season four. I don't know. Might be something to look forward to on our podcast. I'm not sure. Um, uh, what you call it? Uh, Wheel of Time comes back soon, so we'll have that. And there is Karen. Evening. Hello. Hi, how are you? Long time no talk. Good. Yeah, how have you been? Week. Pretty good. Pretty good. Busy. Oh, week. I started a new job last week. I went to the U.S. Open yesterday. Actually, oh, cool. I thought of you. I thought of you. You know, the U.S. Open is right next door to City Field. And um, yep. Uh, so you know, you know when you when you go to the stadium. Uh, there's that long boardwalk, like when you come off the subway, there's that long wooden boardwalk that, yep. you know, divides. Yeah. Uh, and there were all these Met people handing out, like, buy one, they had these coupons, like, buy one, get one, ticket free. Oh, really? I don't know if the Mets are having some <laughs> trouble selling some tickets lately. <laughs> or they thought they could get tennis folk to hit the game last night. Um, Maybe. But, yeah. Um but yeah, busy, busy weeks since I talked to you last. I went to the O's game. I went to my boat practice. I'm a busy person, but I still managed to watch like five hours of television. There you go. The O's are having yeah. a good season. We are. We're in first place, and the Yankees are in the basement. So what more could an O's fan ask for? Yeah, seriously. Yeah. I, you uh, know, I was, I was yeah. talking with a friend of mine recently. I This is the first time that I can think of since a small portion of the like the early 80s that the Mets and Yankees were both crappy <laughs> at the same right? time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. Both, so. I mean, usually one good, one bad. Yeah, both bad. Orioles great. But it's a, we're a happy town right now. So. Mm. Anti-way. So. so, invasion. Anyway. So, you caught up on the whole first season. Right? I did. Over the last couple of weeks. And how'd you like it? I mean, you liked I like it, it a lot. I like it a lot. Right? I, yeah? Yeah. Um, 
so, you know, it's funny, you kept, you know, when you were talking about it previously, you kept saying a lot of people complain that it's slow, a little slow at first and everything. And I never really felt that it was slow, actually. It's funny because to say slow at first is kind of misleading because it's pretty much even keeled through the whole thing. There's not a lot of action because the show isn't about the aliens at all, really. You know, yep. it's extremely character driven. Like it's all about the characters. It's like, it's like the aliens are an afterthought. It's like, do you care about these characters? And for the most part, yeah. Um, you know, we care about all the characters. Um, Mitsuka, you know, is, I, I love that whole thing because like, you, you know, you start out by seeing um, uh, what's her face, the astronaut. And then, um, lay, you know, you, you, Hama, it's, it's funny because, like, Hanato? Yeah, Hamato yeah, maybe. But it's funny because it's like you don't think much of it until you see her go back to her apartment. And you're like, and then you see the star on the ceiling. And I, it's like, at that point, I was like, I knew it. I had a feeling just because of the way she reacted to, to certain little things. And it's all very, very, if you don't pick up on it, it's not a surprise because it's all very it's, underwhelming and minor. But if right? you pay attention, you pick up it's on subtle. it. Yeah, yeah, very. Yeah, thank you. That's the word I was for subtle. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and um, then uh, I, you know, the uh, Doctor Lockhart there. You know, she's not really a doctor. I don't remember her first name. Um, Anisha. Anisha. Her situation. Anisha. Uh, Anisha. Anisha. Her situation with the husband and the, that her that brat Luke. Um, they, uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, the husband is, the husband is such a jerk. Like right? he's having an affair. He got his girlfriend, got girlfriend pregnant and he acts like she, like she's done something wrong. You know, it's just like, Oh my God. Like this guy is just like, he, you know, it's like, like, he, it's like the audacity call, of yeah. her to be, be angry with him. How, how, how dare she be mad at him? You know? Um, yeah. but, you know, like I think you said in a text message, you're like, you know, you know, the the world's being invaded by aliens, but your husband's still a cheater. Your kids are still assholes. You know, <laughs> like actually, the daughter's yeah. not bad. She screams too much though. Like, come on, can you figure it out. And Luke, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I want to kill him in the first in the first episode of episode of season two. I want to beat him senseless. Like, dude, stop. I understand. You know, the world is falling apart. You're you know you're hitting teenage years, but listen, your your mother has kept you alive this long and then, no let, let me go steal some gas from from military Soldiers. guys yeah you know, like i was just i just want yeah. to beat that kid so bad but the, you know and that was the one little thing that i didn't like because it was kind of like now while it um it, it's in line with his character for how he's been this whole time it was a little self-serving because otherwise they don't meet up with the um the vigilant, the, 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 the movement, but the, uh, the, movement. the movement, the movement. Yeah, they don't meet up yeah. with the movement. So that's that kind of like that, you know, yeah. to get that story further. Um, yeah. And you recognize so- uh, the dad, of course, the, of the, the leader of the movement, right? Yeah, who is that guy? I should recognize him. That's, uh, I can't, I can't think. Oh, yes, you should. He's in, he was in, um, I can't think of his. The actor's name, I'll have to look it up now because I feel bad. Um, but he was in Dollhouse. He was in... Um, oh, um, oh, he's in Dollhouse, yeah. Um, um, and um, um, uh, uh, Resident Alien? Yeah, that was... He's not in Resident Alien, 
No, wait. I'm looking at oh, the guy. Am I thinking of the wrong actor? God damn it now. I'm all the wrong guy. He's not I'm a resident so alien. This guy, yeah. Um, his name is, I'm looking him up right now. Um, Clark Evans, is that the guy's name? No. Um, yeah, Clark. Yeah, I think it was Clark. It might have been Clark. No, his name is Enver. No, I don't no, know this act. That's not that guy. That All guy right. from um, Carter. This is a different guy. Um, yeah, the guy from Agent Carter. Yes, him. Yeah, he's from Agent Carter. That's what you know him from, Agent Carter. I was I was mixing him up with another actor. I'm pulling Jamie. Yes, Agent Carter, Sousa. Yeah, and he is in Resident Alien. He did a few episodes of Resident Alien. Joseph Rainer. Yeah, that's what I thought. He was the uh, Agent yeah. of Shield. Yeah, I was right. He's the uh-huh. alien. He's, He's the alien guy. Yeah. Um, I was right. And he was on a bunch of other stuff. I was losing stuff. my mind. He was, he was, he was an, yeah. he, Agent Carter is his big thing that he did, yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I was so glad that you that you caught up on season one. I'm sorry we kind of didn't watch it together because, I mean, we do, you and I, and also Jimmy, really love a character-driven show like this. Um, I think, you know, I, I mean, the, the mixed feedback on season one being slow, I think – if you want your alien show to be Independence Day, like this is not Independence Day, right? Where there's like massive no. Battle LA or any kind of like, I mean, I don't think we even saw an alien until maybe episode five or six, right? Um, except for the ship that, that yeah. um, Trevante sees in Afghanistan. But uh, to say that it was slow, I mean, look, right from episode one, you've got like, uh, Anisha's entire neighborhood is exploding and they have to flee and like a school bus goes off the cliff in like, episode two, right? And and um like a giant spaceship like kills all these soldiers in Afghanistan, like and in episode one, like uh, like the Japanese spaceship ex- space mission explodes, right? Like there is yeah. like stuff happens for sure. I think people who thought it was slow were, like, annoyed they didn't get to see alien, like, a full-on alien battle right away. Like, if you want Independence Day, this is not that show, right? No. This I is, do think, I mean, one you know, thing... If you're comparing it... I was just going to say, if you're comparing it to something that's come before, it's more like Colony, because Colony wasn't like really colony. action driven. No, no. Um, and uh, these characters are good. Like, I, you know, Anisha... I mean, in particular, I really like Anisha, the mom, um, and the way she's like, yeah, I mean, she was like this perfect mom, and she becomes such a tiger mom, and her husband is such a, you know, I mean, I mean, piece of shit. Not, like, you find out that your husband is like a, a cheating bastard, and like, that's the, and like five minutes later, aliens invade. But like, literally, like an hour later, aliens invade the planet, as soon as she finds out, right? And they go on the run, and like, he is trying to reach his affair partner, like, while they're in a hotel, like, hiding yeah. out with their kids. Like, he, right? Like, he, his Instagram mm-hmm. food model girlfriend is, like, obviously dead because um, everybody's dead, right? Uh, not everybody, but, like, a million people are dead. Um, and he's, like, trying to reach out to this woman while he's, like, laying in the bed, like, laying on the floor, right? Like, it's just, like, her life is yeah. so bad for Anisha, right? And her kids, I mean, her kids were whiny. I mean, I kind of liked that. Like, they were so annoying that you wanted to, like, smack them, but, like, your kids don't just... Oh, my God, Luke. Oh, my God, Luke. But your kids don't mature immediately just because a tragic, like, the world gets invaded, right? Like, he's still an annoying 11-year-old. I don't know. Carl Carl matured uh, pretty quick. 
I know, right? But that's TV. Like, do you think, like, do you think, like, your youngest son would yeah. become, like, an instant little grown-up just because aliens invade the planet? No, right? Um, and and I do think... I got to say, I, I don't even have an answer for Damon. <laughs> Damon, like, I don't know how he'd react. You might be like, we'll give, if you, we'll give them to the aliens. Maybe they'll go. Um, you know, I, I think, I mean, I kind of like that, that the kids, like, on so many shows, the kids become, like, instant little superheroes, right? It was kind of cool. And I, and I do yeah. think, I mean, I do think a strength, that the show had a lot of kids in it. Like, there's all the kids in England also, like Casper, that whole thing yeah. with Casper and Jamila, which we should probably talk about, um, which is, like, an amazing, I mean, the young people tie this show together partly because the adults don't seem to realize that the kids, I mean, like in the first episode, every kid in the whole school gets a nosebleed except Luke, right? Um, and the right. parents aren't like connecting the way the kids are somehow connected to the alien. Excuse me. Um, like, I think the young cast are pretty good. They're not all equally good, but they're all like at least good, right? Like I do think the 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 young yeah. man who plays who plays Luke and his name is Aji Robinson Aji Roberts he's got a um his name is Aji uh I'm gonna look him up real quick while we talk about him um I think that kid in particular is is a really great actor I mean it, it's hard to play a whiny pain in the ass kid right Aji Robertson that's his name <laughs> um, <laughs> um uh and the kids are all like pretty good and they're all like young people they're not all the age of the character they play like some of them are a little bit older maybe right, right? um uh, well, I, but I, the kids that's the thing i like i can't think of one character i don't i mean i don't you know some of the characters i don't like but i don't think there's one person i don't like you know what i mean like each yeah. of the, the the lead of each group i mean everybody's just it's just really great i mean even you know everybody at at j at jasa you know like while yeah. some of them you're like stop getting in her way let her do she's smart let her do her thing like even her friend there that's like kind of a jerk um you know they're all relatable i guess is what i'm looking for you know they even are. though you know it still makes sense for them, especially in the beginning especially in the beginning when everything goes down it's like okay we you know we as the audience know that she needs to you know do things but it makes sense that they're stopping her until her boss is like, you know what, do what you got to do. <laughs> yeah. I, I think that um, one thing that that annoyed me about season one was the way Mitski, you know, she's in love with Hinata, the, the spacecraft explodes, Mitski's like, you know, yeah. she acts like she's the only person who's ever been in love. And that her love affair was the greatest love affair of all time. No one can understand. No one's ever lost. Like, she's all this, like, just drama and sadness. And, like, it never, like, like, millions of people have lost their loved one in the past. Millions of people lost, millions of people lost their loved one that same day that you did, right? But, like, th this idea that she has, like, she just always acts like she, like, hers was the most important love that effort, right like it's a little sometimes I'm a little like oh my god I, over yourself, I get what you're saying right? like I think I think I think part of it though well it's two part I think I I get the feeling for I get the feeling one a couple parts actually one I get the feeling this might be her first love like real love 
Um, so it's going to be a little harder. Number two, their love was secret. You know, nobody knew. You know what I mean? So it's like she never had that, you know, she, they were never able, able to be open about it, you know, and now they never will be. So I think that's kind of part of it. Um, but you're not wrong either. I mean, she really – but I also think it's who she is as a character. I think she's always – seems like the type of person that is, is always goes that extra drama mile. <laughs> I guess. She's, she's so emo that I just want to be like, oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, I understand yeah. that it, it's partly like she feels like some guilt that she should have been able to save her because of risk, you know. And oh, like, yeah. It's what, it's what drives – it is what drives her to seek answers. But I'm like, oh, my God, like millions of people lost their – I did love the part in season one where she's like, oh, she goes to meet Hinata's dad. She goes to meet the dad. And she's yeah. like, oh, you're, she wasn't speaking to you because you didn't agree with her. You're a horrible father. You didn't want her to come out. And he's like, no, I want her to come out, and she wouldn't, and that's why we weren't speaking. Like, I, that was an awesome twist, wasn't it? That was, that was, that was a great twist. Yeah, that totally was. Because mm-hmm. everything up to that, the way he, everything is worded and, and, and is very vague, it – Lead you yeah. to believe exactly what she's thinking, and then he's like, "No, it's the opposite." And you're like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> yeah, and right. it's like, and, and then you and, and and what I like about it, and then you know, and then you see it from her perspective, and you feel a little uncomfortable about it. You're like, "Oh, I yeah, sorry about that." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So, and, and there was so much other. I mean, there was. I, I know we don't want to like really um get rehashed the whole first season, but, um, you know, the, the whole trip, I mean, Shamir Moore, Shamir Anderson, who plays uh, um, Travante, uh, he was in, he's most familiar from Winona Earp, which um, Jamie and I watched. You didn't watch it, I know. Um, he played dolls yeah. in that, um, and he's been around, but his character of Travante, like, like his whole saga, like, trying to get out of Afghanistan you know, I, I mean, probably the highlight of that is when he's, like, riding in the car with those Afghan people, and he's like, oh, my God, we're being, like, invaded. And they were, the guy was like, yeah, like, we've been living with an invasion for, like, the last 20 years of our, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I mean, a lot yeah, you of know, that I, I, gotta, I thought was really done well, too. You know, and actually, I was, I, I like Chirante, too. I mean, again, like I said, I, there's nobody I don't like, but he was kind of pissing me off. Because it's like, mm-hmm. clearly, you know, clearly shit has go- gone south, and it is a mess, and you know you're being invaded by aliens or some shit because you experienced it firsthand, you know. Yep. And you're in a third, you're in a third world country where you know we basically are occupying the place, and you're still going mm-hmm. around like pulling your gun on these innocent people, like. You know, it's like, yeah. it's like, get a clue, dude. Like, I get what, you know, what you've been in and, and how things have been, but chill the fuck out. And that's, that's why that mm-hmm. scene that you were just mentioning was really great because it kind of, like, sheds a light on it. Like, um, yeah, this is, this, and now it's just aliens instead of Americans <laughs> that are invading us. Yeah, right? Um, and, and the, but like also the way in which like Trevante was so like, yeah, he was pulling his gun on everyone and being like, um, kind of a jerk. But on the other hand, like, I, I guess we're supposed yeah. to understand the heightened, the heightened, like 
situation they lived in and the like total fear of an American soldier on his own yeah. in Afghanistan, right? And like what that would mean to him maybe. Um Yeah. Uh and then I, I also really loved so the kids in the school bus, right? And like poor Casper is like that kid who's the bullied kid and Monty is like, you know, like yeah. Uh, like I I I liked the way the high school middle school there's like middle school like eighth ninth grade or whatever right um uh the way the middle school social structure continues to play out even though they're in invasion right and like Monty's still the bully and like he's still trying to yeah. control everything and the way they I mean they don't know there's an invasion right they know they've been in a bus crash and they're trapped in like a quarry type deal or whatever down a cliff somewhere in some part of England that has cliffs. Um, but, like, I kind of enjoyed that. I mean, I've been in, around middle schoolers, and but I know it's still tough, and bullies are everywhere. And, like, I kind of like the way did and does continue to play out in season two. Um, in some episodes. I've seen a lot of season two already because I did some interviews. But um, I think that's kind of cool that those kids also don't automatically have an adult society because they, the world got invaded. They're yeah. living in their middle school world, right? Yeah, I loved um, – I mean, Casper's great. I mean, and, you know, it's funny, um, Monty, when uh, when Casper, you know, starts climbing out of there and Monty's like, oh, if he can do it, we can all do it. And I'm like, oh, God, Monty, <laughs> please fall. Please fall. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, because I, I would love somebody to turn around and be like, oh, I guess we all couldn't make it or something along those lines, because that would have been priceless. Yeah. Um. So I looked them all up because I was interested to find out, right? So Billy Barrett, who plays um, uh, who plays – Casper, he's 16 now in real life, mm-hmm. so maybe a little older, but still young. Um, India Brown, who plays Jamila, is 18. Uh, Patty Holland, who plays Monty, really? is she's only 18. 17. Wow. Yeah, she's a little bit older. But they, they've had a two-year, you know, it's been two, they were off the air for two years. Yeah. So I guess she, they were well, younger when they shot like, it. At, um, I mean, yeah. I mean, obviously it was a time jump. You know, for part of those reasons, because you look at um, you look at Luke in season two, and I was like, "Holy crap!" <laughs> I was like, "How yeah. long has it been?" Yeah, yeah. Um, the little girl who plays Sarah Tara Moyedi, she's only ten in real life, and um, Ashley Robertson, the boy who plays Luke, uh, he's pretty young. Not sure how old he is. Um, but he's pretty young also. And actually, so we have an interview up on on Sci-Fi Vision. I did an interview with um, Alex Sarkozy. He's a director. He directed four of the first five episodes of season two. And he told mm-hmm. me that he first worked with this uh, Aji Robertson, the kid who plays Luke, when he was only like three or four years old was the first time he worked with this kid. He's been acting since he was um, really young. Um, but they're all actually kind of young, right? They're not like 27-year-olds playing 13-year-olds like you see no. in so many other shows, right? Um yeah. And I think they all are generally, oh, like, great. I mean, they're better than yeah. some of the adult so the first, actresses, right? Yeah. So I was all excited. The first five minutes of the of the first episode, I was like, she didn't tell me Sam Neill was in this. Oh. And then Sam Neill died. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, son of a bitch. I'm like, what the hell is Karen got me watching? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was born in 2020. Well, how do you kill uh, Robertson is 13. 
Yeah, how do you kill yeah. Sam Neill in the first like, episode, like, right? Did, did you feel like so yeah. ripped off, like 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 the way the way I, I did. felt when um I was like, remember when Harold Perrineau got killed in the first episode of uh oh it, uh uh that uh other Z Nation that is that what you watch Z Nation yeah, he gets killed with a Z Nation Z Nation like, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah but yeah, yeah I was like oh I was like she didn't tell me Sam and then, and then he dies. And I was like, well, that explains why she didn't tell me, because she probably forgot he was even in it. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. Um, so um, uh, we're here to talk about, I guess we're going to yeah. co- start covering this, the first episode of season yeah. two, like, flips the script again, right? Like, so I, I love the opening scene. Yeah. The opening, the opening, in the opening, I love where Mitski is now some sort of street brawl. Oh, by the way, I didn't even ask you about the aliens. Like, what did you think of the aliens when you saw them? Finally, in like 105, 106, when they finally really get a good look at them. I didn't really care. I think they're pretty cool looking. <laughs> like Not said, like other aliens. Oh, that they, I've are, seen they, they are. Yeah, they are cool looking. They're like, you know, it's like the, and it's like they're not solid. So they can kind of, even though they kind of like have those spiny, spiky things, like they can kind of shape shift in a way. Like, like, you know, there's times where you see them like turn around by just like going through themselves, you know, like Like they don't actually turn around. they turn themselves inside out as they move, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Make themselves inside out. Yeah, it's definitely. And they have these. Yeah, it's definitely different. Their legs are like really spiky and you're like, wait, are, are they organic yeah. are they machines are they moving are they like i thought they were pretty cool and original yeah, they, pretty they kinda, original they kind of remind me of like yes yeah, definitely original they kind of remind me of like a, a nanobot type thing but they're not i mean i think they're definitely organic i mean their ship their ship is organic so yeah. I, you know it's yeah. definitely uh interesting and different i thought they were pretty cool looking yeah, and pretty kind of cool scary looking. and there's that there's a whole scene where they invade the house where a nation her kids are with the husband and you know oh, that, that's one of the, the husband. Best, like chase scenes so <laughs> he gets nailed he gets nailed and you think all right he's done for and then you see him come stumbling out and now the last time we saw him you know he gets shot by the, the soldiers and everything and you never see a body though so there's a part of me that thinks right. we haven't seen the last of him like the soldiers drug him off, I think. I don't think uh, uh, I don't yeah? think he's done. Huh. Just just because it, it's one of those uh, no body, no dead. You know what I mean? Like when she well, went. I mean, why why take him if he's if he's dead? Why do the soldiers well, take him if he's dead? Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. That's a good point. I haven't even thought about him since like since he disappeared because he was the worst, right? And and the yeah. story continues to be so interesting. That's a good point. Hold on, now I gotta say, should we think Sam Neill is dead? And I'm not saying that because I know something, because I yep. don't know. I haven't yes, seen absolutely. it in the episodes I've seen. <laughs> he hasn't shown up, but he's dead. <laughs> um, yeah, he, he was a different kind of dead. Yeah. He was a different kind of dead. He was dead. So episode 201, so I, I started to say, I love that whole intro with Mitski, and she's like, in the streets, like throwing Molotov tails, and it seems like fire is like really kind of only the only thing that kills. Yeah, these. fire seems to work. Um, yeah. That and, and the rock or that debris, whatever the hell that thing is. You got any thoughts on that thing? That piece of 
metal I'm not, that Luke I'm found? not really sure. I, I, it's like they're kryptonite. <laughs> Maybe it came from their right? planet, it, and now that they're on Earth, it, it affects them. I mean, Anisha used it to kill that one that was about to get them, right? Yeah. And um, I don't know if she's noticed, or most people haven't noticed, but you know how, like, the like the surface of it moves and has patterns in it sometimes? Yeah. And they're sort of like the yeah. patterns in the sand that Sam Neill saw, right? Sam Neill saw the patterns in the sand? Somebody did in the yeah. early episodes. Um, yeah. I, I, at first I was like, oh, is it just a piece of one of their spaceships that sort of landed nearby? I'm, I'm not really sure. I mean, she Yeah, I'm not really sure what I, it is either. I feel like when Anisha was, when she had her fake little career as a military doctor for a couple of weeks there, two episodes, yeah. whatever, her, I forget what her name was. I remember they're like trying to save that guy. Dr. And she's like, oh my God. Dr. Lockhart, and she's like, what's this thing inside this guy? And she pulls out one of the, the spores. They call them the spores, right? Those little oh, tiny the spores, yeah. things. Yeah, little she spore. pulls out a spore, and that other guy is like, oh, my God, you're such a genius doctor. You're the best. But meanwhile, no one's like, what the hell is that? And they're all around. Like, we keep seeing them all yeah. around, right? <laughs> Nobody really uh... – mm. anyway, so poor Mitski, she's really having a lot of success with her Molotov cocktails, and she gets kidnapped by the government. Um, and taken to meet the worst man on the planet. Oh my God, that guy in Brazil, man! I want to punch him in the face. Hate that guy. Oh. Um, the- <laughs> I think they I think they modeled him after Elon Musk. <laughs> I think they did, right? <laughs> I think you're right. He is the he's like a total tech bro. He's like a tech billionaire, right? Um. His name is. Uh, I love that line when he's like, she's like, she's like, I know who you are. Everybody does, and he goes, Oh, I didn't, you know. I, I sometimes forget that the world, you know, before knew me. No, I don't. I was just trying to be modest. <laughs> like that, I was like, that's. A, I was like, oh, immediately thought, I was like, that sounds like something Elon Musk would say. Right. It does. It, oh my god, that guy's the absolute worst. His name is. I'm trying to look him up because he's he's new. He's new this season. In this episode, and his name is Nikhil. His name is Nikhil. Um, he's he's the absolute worst. He basically has kidnapped her against her will, right? And she's like, I mean, kidnapping is always against your will, but she's like, yeah. bring me back. I want to save these people. He takes her there, and he so because of the codes that she figured out at the end of last season, they were able to bring, remember they brought down, you remember, we all remember it, they brought down the one ship, yeah. which apparently crashed in Brazil. It looks like it's about as big as Brazil. It crashed in Brazil. And yeah. um, it, it's four months later and somehow like, okay, let's not, I, I don't want to quibble about how in four months they built this like unbelievable lab and living space in the middle of the Amazon. Um, but their lab is actually, part of the lab is actually inside the ship, right? Like when, when, when Misky goes into the chamber, that's inside the ship, right? Yeah. Uh, and so, holy crap, they've got this new alien, this new entity, the alien intelligence, whatever it is, they've got it captured in there. Like, that was pretty cool, right? I yeah. Mean, that was pretty unexpected love, also. You know what that remark? That, re- that scene reminded me... You remember the movie The Abyss? Yeah. 
and there was the that like that creature or whatever, and it like just changed forms and shapes and everything. It's kind of like that that scene. That, that's what that scene reminded me, of, especially when she started playing Bowie, and it got like really close to her. Yeah, it's funny that you should say that because um, Alex Sakharov, the guy who was the director who I interviewed, he worked on The Abyss. Mm-hmm. Like, one of his very oh, first no feature films that he worked on was The Abyss, yeah. Um, he, I, wonder um, if, uh, I wonder if there was a little uh, homage there. Well, I, I mean, I'm pretty sure it was him. I also So I also interviewed this week Eric Henry, who was the VF, VFX guy um, on uh, Invasion, and he has done a lot of work. Was he the guy from The Abyss? I don't think so. I think... Um, I think it was. Either way, uh, they all they go back. They both go back so far um, on so much stuff. And Sakharov, the director of all this stuff, these these first four episodes, he had been a cinematographer forever. So he like he has a very like visual sense, also, right? Um, but yeah, it was the director. He worked on he worked on the abyss back in the day. Um, but they've both worked on tons of stuff. Anyway, um, it was pretty cool the way it was like this. Uh, oh, no, it's Eric Henry. It's the visual effects guy. I just looked him on IMDb. Eric Henry was the visual effects assistant editor on The Abyss, and it's like his first credit on IMDb. Well, see? Um, there you go. That's why he knew uh, how to do that scene. Yeah. It it, it was pretty <laughs> cool. The, the way, it, like, I'm like, is it water? It's like a jellyfish, but it's like mercury moving. Like it moves in all these like very, like it was pretty cool the way it moved. Yeah. Um, our interview will go up with him probably tomorrow, but he, he talked to me about how like visual, like liquidy looking thing, but they had to find a way for it to have an intimate interaction with the actress, with Mitski, which it kind of does, right? Like it's a pretty intimate like, the way it's, yeah. like, trying to reach oh, yeah. out to her and, like, grab her and talk to her and whatever, or communicate or whatever. I'm um, really wondering if because of the hive mind, because of her connection with it, because, you know, I guess they, what, they reanimated um, Hamada. So I'm guessing, I'm wondering if they, like, have her memories so they kind of know her. Right. Like like, I'm they, not really sure how that all works with the with the aliens. I mean, obviously like you I, don't know I, that I yet. was kind of thinking, like, start. I was kind of thinking, I was like, don't fall for it. They absorb, like, I'm like, did they maybe just absorb her memories and they're using them against you? Like, they're well, using them to... Yeah, that's what I'm getting at. Right? Like, they, like, she's not like a Borg that she's in there and she can get free, I don't know. Right? Which no, I think no. is what Mitski was hoping for all of last season, that she was really alive yeah. in there and could be saved. Um, not like the board, but like they absorb, they... they yeah, they, no, I know. I mean, yeah, that's a good... Memories, you know, right? Yeah. Yeah. And they're, the board's and, a good and, uh, way down. And they're using, I'm like, Mitski, they're using it against you. Like, don't fall for it. Like, I'm like, oh, because you have the greatest love affair of all time and none of us can ever understand it, you can't. I'm like, no, don't fall for it. They're, they're using you. They, yeah. they know your vulnerability. You know what I, they, right? 
Yeah, you, you know what I hate? Because she's one of the main characters, kind of like, you know, one of the heroes, quote-unquote. It's like you mm-hmm. don't want her to be wrong about it, but you know she is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you don't want to be wrong, but you know she is, and you kind of want her to because you don't. I don't want that to be what it is. I don't want that to be the answer, you know? Right. I mean, I want yeah. there to be more. And I don't, at this point, I don't want it to be like the aliens are just trying to communicate. Like they're, you know, also in this episode, um, we learn that the World Defense Council has been put together, that humans are have a council now, we're fighting back, there's a president of the world, um, and she is she makes a, a comment about, and I think somebody hears on the radio, about the way the aliens are um, the tuned in the atmosphere, right? Is that in this episode? Oh, I love the idea yes, of terraforming. Yeah. Yeah, right? the terraforming is, is uh, I hadn't thought about it with all the spores and everything around, but that's pretty, I like that a lot. Like the, the idea that, you know, it's, you know, it, it basically says to me that they clearly, these aliens, you know, much like us, fucked up their own planet. And now they're, you know, invading another planet and making it like theirs for them to live and survive. You know what I mean? So I kind of like that. Right. I think that's and pretty cool. That's, 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 yes. that's, a, that's pretty original. I can't think of another um, movie or show where, you know, an invasion like that where, they terra- where they're terraforming. They just come there and automatically can breathe our air and, you know, everything's hunky-dory and they're just going to take over. You know, this is the first yeah. time that and- there's any science behind it. I mean, there is a comment made where somebody where they say in the report that there are places on the earth now where the where the the air is thirty percent ammonia and it will soon be unbreathable to humans and we'll have to you know yeah. those are like the no go zones and that reminded me of I watched another show recently where the air was I think it might be on Foundation I'm not sure where the air was changing um, the aliens were changing the air. Um, that way, but yeah, it is kind of original. Um, I mean, we, we've seen. I mean, something like Independence Day. We, you know, they were also coming to take our resources, but it was a little bit of a different thing going on there in Independence Day and less yeah. possible, of course. Um, so, I mean, that was cool. And, and there's this new character, Maya, who's like the she's like the neurologist slash therapist at the Brazil base. Um, yeah. Who seems like she's gonna be around for a while, maybe, right? Like, it, like Misty's gonna be there for a while. These characters are gonna be there. Um, yeah. And so, who else is in? So, in episode one, I think Trevante's not in this one, right? We don't see him. At, I think until next week's episode. I think he doesn't. No, we have No, we haven't. Yeah, no, we haven't. Haven't seen Trevante since the finale when when uh, when the new ship appeared. Right. After he got home, he got he, home to he the was US on the beach with his interaction with the kids. He's, yeah, he's on the yeah he he's on his beach with the wife, and you know it's funny. Yeah. Um, you know we have all these different you know all these different people that we focus on scattered across the world, and I'm thinking I'm like wow I was like this would be really cool if this show you know you know the entire show however many seasons it gets whatever, and the main characters that we're seeing the perspectives of never actually meet, you know, like, you know, you get a lot of shows like, like, um, Fallen Skies immediately comes to mind where you have all these different groups and they all somehow find each other and then separate and find each other again, you know, yeah. <laughs> where, 
Whereas with this, I could totally see, I mean, yeah, Toronto and the kids, they, they cross paths momentarily. Um, you know, it's very brief. And it makes sense how they cross paths, you know. Um, but I could totally see the show going and Mitsuki at never, you know, never meeting Anisha. For, you know, there's no reason for them to. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. So, which would be very different for a show, for all our different characters to never come to get band together, to, you know. I think it's going to be one of those things, you know, if and when it comes to where they, they figure out a way to defeat the aliens, it's going to, you know, I feel like each story is going to do it on their own, you know? Yeah, I mean, it's now, Trevante be didn't meet them. like one Trevante big battle. Trevante did meet yeah. the kids in London, like he, right? Yeah, and he yeah, has a notebook. Briefly. He has Casper's notebook, right? Um, yeah, that's right, yep. He has Casper's notebook, so we'll see where that goes. But yeah, and I, as a viewer, it's pretty cool that you know the way season one was was it was very personal in your experience of the of the invasion. So Anisha's like Long Island neighborhood is getting like houses are blowing up, and like her house didn't blow. You know, there's and there's all this confusion, and they don't know what's going on. And when these kids are in this bus crash, they're so confused they know what's going on. And, you know, Trevante, like, like every person has a little part of the story, and they only know what they know. And we, as the viewer, right. we didn't really get a better picture, but I feel like in season two, it. we're going to start to be able to, like, learn a little more about it. But they might never know it. Like, like I think, like, Mitski is only ever going to know her part about listening. She's really good with wavelengths and harmonics and sound and whatever, and that's all she'll ever know, right? And then, and then... Casper has visions, and that's the only part he'll know. And then, you know, Travante, whatever, like, um, everybody only, Anisha only has, I mean, she doesn't know Jack. All she has is this piece of metal and the spider aliens, right? Um, I, I yeah. hear some beeping. Jeannie might be in the queue. Um, uh, yeah, I just, I just, she's not in the queue yet. She texted. I just messaged. She said she'll be here in a couple minutes. Um, okay. Um. So I um. Who else are we getting up to one? We got to say before Mickey. and I forgot. Go ahead, go ahead. Um, the, when we were talking about the kids and you know the whole thing with Casper having a connection to them and everything, and Luke being the only one that you made me think of it when you said Luke was the only one that didn't have the nosebleed. Um, I, I almost I don't know how it would be, or how it would work, or I could be completely off, but I almost wonder if there's some Luke and. Casper and maybe other kids out there are like hybrids of some sort. Oh, and in a way, in a way, before kind of. Yeah, kind of like like scouts, like like so, like maybe when you know Anisha was pregnant, um, like one of those like some, you know when she was sleeping or in the, mm-hmm. even in the hospital giving birth or something, this one of the spores was. You know, into her and, into and, her. and integrated with with integrated with the embryo or once you know at whatever stage, and that's why Casper and and Luke seem to be some have had some sort of connection. Ooh, that's kind of interesting because um, I mean, so far they don't have like a connection, but they have similar. I mean. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Luke's a different. Luke is different are... than. Um, but Casper, I mean, he's, he's, he's yeah, I mean, Casper's in a coma because when they blew up the ship, his link got severed. (laughs) 
Yeah. Luke, it's not clear if he has a link. Certainly not the way Casper did. Um, but Luke has, like, I mean, is it a link? Is it a sensitivity? I don't really know. I'm not I'm not speaking from any knowledge, right? Um, so, in, yeah. so this first episode, quickly, um, we had, we had Mitski, we had Anisha and the kids in this episode, or we had, we didn't have Jamila, right? Jamila's yes. not, yeah. I, I, we, didn't, we didn't have Trevante, and I think we didn't have Jamila, we, right? We didn't see, we didn't or, see, we didn't have Jamila, we, and we only had the Casper at the very end, because up until up oh, they show him, we're supposed to believe that he's dead. We're supposed to believe he's dead. Yeah. And then yeah. we find out that they lied, and they've had him on a machine this oh, entire wow. time. And he's, yeah. Yeah. And that's how the episode ended. So, yeah, it was just mostly yeah. Anisha and uh, uh, Mitsuka. So, yeah. um, all right, we got Jamie's in the queue. Um, we got anything all else, right. and then we'll, I guess we'll do From, and then she can leave, and then we'll talk a soap no. From. I mean, <laughs> I, I would just say I'm really glad that you are enjoying it, that we can talk about it and add this. And um, I, I would, you can, if you want to let Jamie in, Bye. I would just add. I mean, hi, Jamie. Um, you know, I'd add that I mentioned Jamie. I was just mentioning how we have a new – we had that interview go up with the director from the first – for the first five episodes of of um, Invasion, mm-hmm. and that we will shortly have another interview with the VFX director going up in the next day or two, right? Right. I'm just surprised yeah. you guys have been talking for 45 minutes. I was worried. I was Later, I thought well, we had we had an entire season to talk about. <laughs> we reviewed oh, the whole first realize, season. Okay, I see what you. I didn't realize that's what you meant. Now I get what you meant. I'm dumb. I didn't get that. That's what you meant. I thought you meant okay. like some episodes. That's okay. I didn't realize the whole season. That's all right. We just we hadn't talked about season one yeah. yet, and um, it was a little bit of a of a season that was had some mixed reviews from critics, and we both really liked it. So we wanted to talk about it. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we can do we can do from now, and then Jamie can go take a nap. Okay. <laughs> so Karen, so I, are you glad I you finally saw the finale from, of From? Oh my god! Oh my god! So, like I did not expect the ending of From at all. That, that is like maybe the last thing I expected from the ending of From. I don't think anybody season two. <laughs> um, and it was like a great episode where there was like a little bit of like emotional thing with the wedding and there was like all this like drama with people who are maybe dying, they're being saved, we're learning more, whatever. People are, as usual, going crazy, acting crazy, getting shot, all this crazy shit going on. I mean, it was so good. I thought it was really good even without like, holy crap, the last like 90 yeah. seconds. Um, I mean, I, you know, I, I mean, I did think it was a little... In the last five minutes, everybody's like, oh, yeah, there are totally these trees. Let's just crawl through them and see. And, like, it, it suddenly became very easy to find the entrance way and go through. I, I mean, I know it's Vincent, but whatever. But um, it was pretty quick and easy at the end, but it was fine, I guess. And, and the idea that, that Boyd could so easily retrace his steps, uh, whatever, it's fine. I, I mean, I, I could tell myself that maybe it was easy because, the powers that be in that town decided to make it easy. Um, and I do want to talk about when Boyd gets in there and his wife appears to him or whatever, but 
um, overall was pretty good. And, by the way, remember last time I talked to you guys, I complained about how the cicadas looked terrible, and Jamie's like, Karen, you saw a screener. Um, and so I watched the real episode, and the cicadas looked so much better. <laughs> That's what I said. I didn't realize they were like this. <laughs> I didn't realize that they were actually done. I thought the same thing when I first saw it until I happened to see the recap, and I'm like, oh, yeah. That was why it was bad. Yeah. It was so funny because a couple of weeks ago when we were talking about everything up to the finale, and there were certain things you were talking about, and I'm sitting here going, wait, and I'm thinking to myself, oh, my God, I can't say anything. Like, I'm thinking, oh, I can't wait until her to see the finale because all her, these things she's complaining about and questioning are answered in the finale. <laughs> like, we yeah, were talking about the, uh, the three of, the, the three of them. The three of them mm-hmm. that, that had the, the cicadas in them and everything, and I'm yeah, thinking, oh my god, and you were bitching yeah, about the music, yeah, and you were and you were bitching and you were bitching about the music box and the and the and everything. And I'm like, oh my god, all these answers, all these answers are in the finale. <laughs> okay, they are, but they're still not right. Like, so the three people. Well, I mean, who you're not gonna worry about the music box anymore. God, well, the music box, me. so that's over. He did the live well, yeah. size ballerina was what I really complained about. Um, yeah. And I don't love. I still don't love the nursery rhyme, and I feel like that is not resolved. Um, but the three well, no, people who get attacked. A lot of the stuff was. <clears throat> the three people who got attacked by cicadas. Um, <clears throat> it's because they fell asleep, maybe. Or maybe not. No, because Ray, Ray, is that the guy's name? Ray, the horrible, annoying guy from the bus. Um, yeah. He never fell asleep. He ran out. He ran out into out of the RV and gets attacked by cicadas. Right. Um, it's not. He doesn't seem to have ever fallen asleep. Yeah. Yeah. Really, I think it's pick three people. I don't know that they necessarily. But right. But it happened against this backdrop of the previous episode where it was like, don't fall asleep. If you fall asleep, they'll get you. Our dreams can kill you. And where Sarah was like, do you think, like, the dream can kill you? Because my brother was afraid of cicadas. And now, didn't say that, but yeah. somebody, right? Like, she's like, like maybe when yeah. you die, your fear becomes part of this town, right? And if you fall right. asleep, yeah. right? So I don't think the girl was ever asleep either. The um, It's been too long. Julie? I don't remember their names. Yeah, Julie. Well, I don't well, think she was we don't Julie know. Julie was kind of... Julie yeah, she was kind of like. It was kind of like you know when you watch Nightmare on Elm. You know, like in Nightmare on Elm Street when you're watching, you know, like you're focusing on a character and you, and you see them kind of drift for a second, and then they like, you know, you think they're still awake, and then you find out that that split second they drifted, they're now asleep and in the dream. It was kind of yeah. like that with yeah. Julie. I felt. Yeah, and also like we never saw her. Like her mother was in the kitchen and heard her heard her screaming and ran into right. the room and saw her on the floor, right? Like, we never saw, like, yeah. they were playing they were playing a game. Could she have dozed off? Like, because she was attacked off screen initially, we don't know. And also, yeah. Mary, Marielle, she was, like, you know, uh, detoxing the she drugs. Was and, yeah. Well, yeah. And her girl, she the girlfriend, uh, yeah. the girlfriend who's the, um, uh, the girl who is okay. the MD, the girlfriend, what's her Doctor. name? She says, she says, I'll go get you some juice. And she, and everybody hears screaming. Like she's also alone when she's attacked. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, so we don't, maybe yeah. that's part of the, no. maybe they have to be alone. 
I mean, that would well, be yeah, yeah, that could they're be all it. alone. They're all alone, and we yeah. never actually well, now they're all saw fall. them yeah. sleep, fall asleep. But, well, now they're all um, Well, anyway, <laughs> they end up that they're all chained up in the um, – they're all chained up in the – in the tower. fortress, where, in the tower, fortress, there you Some, go. in the dungeon, yeah. they're in the dungeon part. I don't know because remember, Boyd climbed up this huge like yeah, it's where the well was underground thing where the he well. has a well and he yeah. gets there. Whatever level they're on, they're chained up. Out of time, I don't know. Well, here's the like thing, you time. guys. Here's the thing. So they're all basically possessed by cicadas, laying in the bed where they were found. Meanwhile, Boyd g- goes into the tower, and they appear to also be their very physical. Like, which is the real body? Like, was 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 Boyd seeing a illusion of them? Right? He couldn't. Have, like, they can't be in two places at one time, right? Which is the real? Like, what what the hell was that? I don't know. I kind of looked I was at it. I mean, it was a real place, but I kind of more looked at it like their minds were there maybe, kind of. So it was yeah. like sort of split between but the see, two. But here, but here it, it's, it's something that I hope gets answered because Karen's right, because, like, their physical bodies were back in town. Yeah. But now, I, well, I feel like it's kind of their, their soul or their essence or whatever that was in, in the dungeon – the uh, the old guy that infects Boyd with the worms, he mm-hmm. ha- he had enough physical presence to be able to cut Boyd and put his hand to his arm, and, and he's like, now nah, you're like me or whatever, um, mm-hmm. you know. So and if the bugs there, came there, from him, there's, there's that's the other thing too that I didn't think through though. If the bugs came from him to begin with, then they couldn't have come from that kid's dream unless it was no, something no, else. No, 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 the, no. The, the, the worms. The bugs. The worms now. The worms came from him. Oh, that's right. They were worms. I'm sorry. You're right. Yeah, that's okay. I was when, thinking they were under his skin. You're right. But when Boyd goes in there to save them, they are they 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 are actual physical bodies. Like he's not like there's that's, a that's physical what I'm at. That's, manifestation that's a, well, that's what of I'm them saying. there, right? Yeah. Right. That's that's what I'm saying. Technically, in two places at once. Tech, uh, from what we've seen, you know what I mean. Yeah. But as soon as he smacks yeah. the music box, it all goes. Everything disappears, and they they wake up in their actual bodies. So it's, I mean, like astral projection type thing, maybe. I don't know. That's maybe. Oh, astral projection. That's yeah. I like it. I like it. Um. So there's a side thing going on where, um, Fatima and Ellis get married to each other. Um, Boyd is there. While they're getting married, there's that business with the guns where Donna had told that guy, take the guns out, lock them up. And, um, oh, yeah. What was that guy's name? That crazy the guy, who, the guy who. His name is. Well, he, he the was the name hus- is, husband of. Hus- he was the husband of the woman that died in her sleep. Yeah. Paula. Paula was the name. woman who died. Yeah, right? Paula's husband. And <clears throat> Paula's husband is losing <clears throat> his shit completely. Um, and he goes mm-hmm. out and my, it's easy to slit a person's throat, but he slits his throat because he's getting the guns. And, and I did feel that was a little bit of a letdown of a, 
Like, they had built him up to be so dramatic. Like, in episode nine, he's, like, totally losing his shit, right? They built him up to be really very dramatically um, unstable. And in the end, he shoots Boyd. He, he steals a gun just to shoot Boyd. Like, I thought he was stealing the guns to be, like, like to save himself. or I don't know what he was doing. He shoots Boyd. He wings him in the shoulder. It doesn't really... Like, that didn't really affect anything. That was kind of like, Boyd still goes on and does his no, job then, with the, you know. Yeah. Um, that was a little bit of a nothing throwaway. Um, and then meanwhile, I'm not really, so I'm not really sure. There's a, I'm not sure what happened to happen before something else could happen. But meanwhile, um, uh the mother of Julian Ethan, whose name is 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 a Isabel Isabel, right? Oh, Tabitha. Tabitha. Meanwhile, Tabitha and Jade have become quite the little sleuthing little couple. Not couple, but friends, right? Yes, they have. Like Tabitha and yeah. Jade are quite the quite the public. The PI, PI, private investigators. Quite the team. They're quite the team. Um, Jade is getting better, right? I hated Jade so much in season, in his earlier episodes. She's really? getting kind of better. Well, Jade is ass, but in a good way. Jade is one of those. Yeah. Yeah. Jade, Jade's one of those characters that's too fucking smart for his own good. That too, yeah. 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 And an annoying tech bro, also. But that was. Um, and that was an. That was another thing that we were talking about, and I, I already knew the answers. You hadn't seen Jade in the cave yet, which I thought mm-hmm. that was really cool. That whole scene, finding out that that those that you know all those pictures he keeps drawing and those images he sees are the, like the I guess the vines or whatever from the bottom of the well or wherever the kids were being held. The kids are like what they yeah, yeah like what they see. I thought that was really cool. Yeah, I thought that was really cool, cool how that turned out. It was out. cool, but it was kind of weird, right? So, so I mean, it was cool how he, he helped Tabitha talk through Victor's drawings, and she's like, these kids are in the well. These kids are being held, and they got to escape, and this is our secret. This is how we in get out of, you know, in the tower. I got to go to the tower to, to get, you know, these kids weren't trying to eat me or kill me. They needed my help, right? But it was interesting to me that, like, Tabitha had had these visions of the children, like, coming to her and clawing at her and grabbing her or whatever. But Jade only sees them, like, in these sort of beds on these cots, right? They're in a circle on these cots at the bottom of the well. Not, it's not really a well. It's a tower, right? No, like, no, it's the cave, yeah. No, it's, it's underground. A it's a cave. Well, he goes, yeah, through, the, he the goes through the tree and he falls down. It's like the bottom of the Whomping Willow. It's not that far below. It's not the way Boyd was climbing the bottom of the Whomping Willow. Right? It's like, <laughs> yeah, it's like, um, And they're in these cots, and they can't, like, move, it looks like, right? But meanwhile, like, I guess like they... I was just going to say, because this makes me think of, too, with Boyd when he's seen, like, when he sees that guy in the, in the where the well is or whatever. It seems like they're able to somehow see, like, into a different time or something. Like, like I don't know if it's, like, out of right. out of space. Like, I don't know if it's, like, out of phase or it's out of, like, in a different time. Because a lot of times it seems like this is stuff that happened in the past, maybe. I, I don't know. 
I just question with those kids there like that. I hope that it isn't something like this. Um, well, I guess it would depend how they did it. It, it still could be okay, but I kind of wonder if it's something like a shared dreaming experience or something that's like creating. I, I didn't say that last time because you hadn't seen this episode, but that's what the um, them laying there on the stones made me think of. Like that they're maybe they're somehow keeping this maybe. place going. Like a, like they're a hive mind. Those five or six yeah. kids together yeah. are sort of a. Yeah, that's an interesting idea, Jamie, because I think when they, like when Tab, a couple of episodes ago when Tabitha was in the woods and they came around her and they were like grabbing her and she's like, oh, she thinks or whatever she does, you know, they're all around her. <laughs> like, like that was like a hallucination, right? Like those kids maybe weren't really yeah. grabbing her. They're, they're in those cots and they can't move. And that was a hallucination of those kids, I think. Um, well, I don't I know think if they're in there of... now. They don't seem to be currently in that state. Well, that's the they thing. They're not. The act, yeah, they're not. Yeah. Like Jane had a vision of them in two places at once, so who knows? <laughs> so, like, Jane had a vision of them in that cave, So, but if they're not there, where are they? Why do you think they're not there? Where are they? Well, they would have seen I mean, them in the cave when they went down to the cave. I think they might well, be there, but I think it's a different time. Well, Jane saw them. Yeah, but he saw them as a hallucination. Right. They weren't, like, literally laying in the cave when yeah. they went down. Why not? He's I think they might be vision. literally laying in the cave. Why? Why? Because they, they never ran literally... into them. When they went into the cave, well, they would have found okay, them. Okay, hold on. But yeah, that's, yeah, Victor and, and Tabitha would have seen them when she when they came through there. Oh, I assume they went through a different entrance. They, they were at that same entrance? No, because I, I think assume... Jade was yeah. standing at that wall looking at the, <laughs> the hatch painting. Um, where... I think that that was supposed to be where the kids were, but it was like a different time or a different, like, play. I don't know. That's how I took it. That like I get, what, I, get, I, get, I, get, I get what you're saying. Well, that's like that's like the first time Jade has a vision when he goes um, into that one underground thing, and he sees mm-hmm. the guy under the rock. You know, that was and then, first, and yeah, then the whoever first else comes in behind. That was his first vision, and then somebody else comes in, and they're like, what the hell are you talking about? He's like, no, there was a guy there with a rock on him. And he's like, they're like, dude, you're losing it. That guy with the rock. That wasn't like, the guy that had the worms, was it? I was just for some reason wondering if that was the same no, guy. No, that wasn't the one guy. It wasn't the same guy. Was, no, that was the young, he was younger. I couldn't remember what I he mean, looked like for some reason. I, was I do think those kids have been there for a long time. First of all, the boy in the little, the little boy in the little white clothes that, that Victor sees – that Ethan saw very early on, and he's the boy from the tower in the last no, scene. Tab, I know like, Tabitha sees. Uh, so sees. Those are very, like, 18, 19th century, 18th century kind of clothes he's wearing, right? Yeah. And I think that all those kids, like, even when they looked like little ghostly zombies, like, grabbing at Tabitha, and when they're lying in the cots, their clothes, their decrepit, rotten clothes, still look to me like historical kind of clothes, right? Like, it tells me that this right. has been going on for decades, like 100 years, time. 200 years. Like, this town has been, like, yeah. right? it's been a thing for a long time. Um, yeah. Uh, so, I guess there was all of that in this last episode. But it's all building up to, I mean, we also had, like, some other people getting some shit together. But in the end, it all comes down to Tabitha in that lap. I mean, it's funny because, to me, 
it was building with this jade business, and jade is going, you know, jade had his long ball of twine. I was like, do you think that's going to help you, jade, jade with a twine? Come on. But he's got this long ball of twine and a crappy little, like, flashlight. He's going to go figure it out. He does actually mm-hmm. find these kids in these cots, right? And meanwhile, Tabitha's like, oh, I've... They're laying I've... on stones, aren't they? You keep saying cots, but I thought they were laying on stones. Oh, I know. I thought they were like made out of twigs. They were little beds made out of sticks and twigs. Do you think they were on stones? I could be wrong. I thought they were little I beds the made. I thought the painting was of a ring of stones. Maybe I, maybe there was the way we're describing it. It might be probably the same thing. And we're just I seeing thought, it different. I thought when I saw those little kids, they each had like a little bed that was made out of like sticks or whatever. That's why I call it a cot. Regardless of laying on something. Yeah, it might have been on top um, of stones too. I don't know. But like. Like I felt like the jade thing was building, and meanwhile Tabitha's like, "Oh, I'm gonna go." Like, "Oh, she's like, I'm gonna go like help these kids and go in this tower." And she's got Victor taking her to like a different tree that she's gonna go in. To me, like I was like, "Oh, this jade thing is like this huge." It's like like jade. The jade story was building up so big, and then it like suddenly like the Tabitha thing, which seemed like not as big, just blew it out of the water. Right? Like Tabitha turns out to be the Right. They keep talking, you know, they keep talking about the tower, the, the tower, this and the tower that. And I'm like, I'm like, it's a friggin' lighthouse. <laughs> I'm like, stop calling it a tower. <laughs> it was annoying me. And actually it's funny because the first time I saw the lighthouse, I immediately thought of the lighthouse from Lost. So did I. It looked exactly like that. And you know who directed this? Jack Bender directed this episode. Jack Bender. Jack Bender directed a lot of the episodes. He directed most Jack, of them. He, of these? Well, he directed a shit ton of episodes of Lost. Also, he was huge into Lost, right? When I saw that, oh, yeah, no, he did. I saw, I read the credits and I saw Jack Bender, and then later when I saw that lighthouse, I was like, oh, well, uh, I thought it also. <laughs> but I don't think the tower is always a lighthouse. I think like the tower that Boyd climbed up. Oh, he climbs up a well, but then he goes up this tower. Yeah, I think it's always a lighthouse. I think the drawing that... is underground. Like, Boyd... (laughs) When Boyd goes in and finds the three cicada people, the cicada citizens, um, chained up to the wall, you think that's still underground? I'm not... I'm kind of... I don't know if it's going to be with you on that. I think the, the well was underground, clearly. I think but, and he climbs up only maybe to ground level. Places. Yeah, I don't think, think they're anywhere yeah, near the I think same place. Places. I don't. Yeah, there are different places that are connected somehow, but not necessarily physically. Maybe they're psychically connected, right? Or yeah, in other ways connected. Why do you think the lighthouse is connected to where the those people were? I'm confused why you think they're in the same oh, place. Be, well, because Tabitha, when she was looking at Victor's drawings, it's a tower that looks like it's made of stone, but it has, like, a yellow light at the top. Like, when she ends up to the lighthouse, it's not that surprising. The drawing that Victor drew is not right, really I mean, a lighthouse. What does that have to do but, with where Boyd is? You're, you're losing me why you think the two places are connected. Oh, I'm missing I think Boyd's in a, I think Boyd's in a different place, but I think, I, I mean, there's a connection. Could the tunnels connect them? Could the... Uh, could there be literally underground tunnels connecting it all? Could it just be a ghostly connection or a psychic con- or whatever the magical connection is? 
there's a connection. Well, the White right? House they're, was they're, high physically when they showed it. So I don't think it, it at least physically. The White House was what when they showed it? When they showed the White House, remember whenever Boyd, at least I'm assuming where Tabitha is, it sure seems like the White House. Whenever yes, Boyd and um, that other girl that I can't for the life of me think of her name, Sarah. Sarah. Whenever they, yeah. when they went out and they saw that lighthouse, it was pretty high up, I think. Yeah, so, but it, it can't be it can't be like real. Like they, there's not a lighthouse near their town that they live in. Well, what if it's like, there, but it's, it's like they can't. It's like beyond the the. I don't want to say the veil, but like they can't leave that town. I kind of thought right. that maybe the lighthouse is sort of like at the edge of it. Like it's like the doorway. I mean, I don't I, know. That's kind of what I look, was thinking. Like I don't think they're near the ocean. I don't think they're. I think that town is not near the ocean. They were climbing. Well, we don't know where the town is. It's out they of, were all driving uphill in the middle of a forest. I don't. I don't think they're at the sea. But so I think the lighthouse is not a physical lighthouse that exists in the general vicinity. I think it's part of their nightmare existence. I don't yeah, I think it's like. It's hard. No. But I could be wrong, but I just have not ever had any indication that they could be anywhere near the sea. We've seen the cars approaching always through a very dense forest, which doesn't well, mean that. But they're all there coming could be. from different places, so it doesn't really, you don't know where it's at because the place well, that's all, they all bloop, They all bloop there. You're right. They all bloop there from someplace else. You're right. Um, right. So that's what I'm I, saying. Like, it could be that the, that, that that town is, like, set someplace. You know what I mean? Or maybe it moves. Who knows? I, I don't know. I mean, I guess. I, I mean, the fact that they don't know it's there, it's not part of the town, whatever town. Anyway, at any rate, I, I think the tower that Boyd goes, whatever that dungeon is that Boyd goes to, whether it's at ground level or at the top of a tower, um, I mean, it's connected because the whole mystery is connected. But I don't mean that they're physically, like, right next door to each other and you open a door and you go into the next building or whatever, Okay, see, right? I thought you were saying that, that he was in the same tower. That's I misunderstood what you were saying then. I just no, didn't I think, it's totally, I think it's a totally different place. Whether it's a physical okay. place or a mental place, it's a different place. Um, okay. But the lighthouse, for sure, the lighthouse that Tapna goes to, for sure, is from Victor's drawing. Or his mother, yeah. whoever drew that, his mother and his sister, he, it, it turns out they're all his sister's drawings, right? A lot of them are his sister's drawings, yeah. not his. Um, I think the younger are. Well, well, the newer ones this. are his, clearly, but. Yeah, this funny stone tower with, like, a light shooting out, and she goes there, to the, and then, like, holy shit, I couldn't believe what happened. Like, in that last five minutes, like, I did not expect that. Were you guys, I mean, AJ's always like, oh, I saw it coming. There's no way, AJ, you saw that coming. No. That he was going to push her and she was going to end up in the real world? No. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I hope anybody yeah. saw that. Yeah. No, and actually, I remember her... when Yeah. When he pushed her, he, you know, he, he says to her, he says, I'm, star- I'm really, really sorry. I'm so sorry. This is the only way. And then he pushes her. And I'm like, why is pushing her out the window the only way? And then, you know, yeah. she wakes up in the hospital bed and I went, um, that's not what I thought was going to happen. <laughs> No, I thought it was killing her. When he says it's the only way, I thought it was killing her, right? So did I. So did I. Yeah. I thought it was going to kill her. The The only way to kill her. Maybe, but but the thing is, we don't know that he didn't. While she's not technically dead, we don't know. She could be laying dead on the ground 
where, where Victor found his mother. She could be either Victor dreaming. Never found his mother. Victor's he said, mother this is where I found her. her. Nope. He says, he says, this Didn't is he? where I found her. He says, right, when he goes yeah. to the empty space, and he says, this is where I found her. Yep. Okay. I don't know why I thought it disappeared. I, see, I thought that maybe I misunderstood it then or I'm misremembering. But I assumed that what happened with Tabitha is what happened with his mother. But that's right. He did say something about the body. But, yeah, you could be right. Maybe, like, their physical form stays there or something. Who knows? Well, we just don't. like the cicada people got their bodies were where they fell the cicadas. Because the cicadas were not real anyway. They were not visible. Like, the whole time they were, like, screaming and cicadas were going down their mouth. Like, the whole time when it was happening to Muriel, like, people were there with her, you know, and Julie, people were there with her. Like, when they didn't see the cicadas. So... The cicadas were, I mean, are they a hallucination? Were they really there and people can't see them? Like, who knows, right? But that's a good point that he could have pushed her out there and she could right now be laying on the ground where Victor found his own mother and we just didn't see that part yet because we see whatever Julie experienced, uh, Tabitha thinks. Maybe it's yeah. a hallucination. Maybe she's really there. And why is it the only way? Like, is the only way, like, that maybe they pushed Victor's mother out, hoping when she got to their side, she would come back and save them, and it didn't work. And now they're trying again to push Tabitha out. Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. She gets back to the side of the world. And can she fight hard enough to, like, can she fight to get back, right? Like, yeah, because that's I don't what, know what I was that thinking. Means. If we think of, like, Lost, like, they finally got off the island and they still came back. There's nothing, and I know this isn't Lost, oh, but I'm yeah. just, you know, relating it to there. And just saying, that doesn't mean she can't find her way back. I mean, think about that, like, somehow Christy and her girlfriend ended up together. Like, we don't know what sort of brought them, if yeah. there was something there or oh, yeah. not together. Yeah, that's weird. You're right. We haven't really gotten into that very much, but how she got back there and, and what brought her there. Oh, my God, Jamie, imagine if episode 301 next year, we see Tabitha in that hospital say, I have to go back. <laughs> and, Jack Bender is the direct, and Jack Thank Bender you. is the director. Yeah, um, I wouldn't be surprised but, yeah. if, if that said. Maybe the kid, like, pushed her through the veil. Or pushed her through well, I think, yeah, the that, dimension I think that's the, the, or whatever, that's what right? That's power is, I think. And yeah, like, that town is someplace, whether it's in a real place or an imaginary place or a dream world or right, beyond right. our world, I don't know. But And is it going to be on Tabitha to, like, fight her way back in to save them? Or could, like, Tabitha have a connection? Like, maybe Tabitha could wake up. But be like she's inside from town, walking around doing her thing, but acting weird because she's actually connected to the outside. And would that explain why other people act weird? Maybe I don't know. I don't know. know. It doesn't explain. It really doesn't explain yet. Like what is this place? What are these monsters? Know until it comes back. What really happened? Or you can get more. And also. And also, sorry, but one other thing, the music box. Like, so Boyd destroys the music box, right? The music box was just introduced this year, right? Remember when they were all in, like, episode eight 
and nine when they're hiding in the RV and the monsters are coming and they all stop outside, but the music is playing and Boyd's like, oh, we got to get out. I always thought the music stopped them from coming, right? Like the music was. Yeah, that's music, what it seemed like. Right? The music was actually. Or maybe they didn't being, bother because they knew something else worse was going to kill them anyway. Right. Hard that's to the point. Because there's a point where Boyd is in the, when he goes to save the cicada people, and his dead wife appears to him, and she's like, don't do it, don't do it. She's obviously lying, because she's like, hope is the thing that, you know, you don't want to have hope. Uh. But he, he breaks the music box, and she just <laughs> say to him, don't do it, don't break the music box, and he does. Not sure what that's going to mean. I don't know, but I, I assume know. he should have broke it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, Absolutely. She was, yeah, I don't trust her image. It's not her. It's, it's something, obviously, no, I I think it's, something, it's obviously something else that I wouldn't I mean, trust as far as I can throw. Within this show, you should never trust any dead person who talks to you, right? Maybe in other shows, but on this show, <laughs> dead people, no. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, well, it was great. It was a great ending. It was a huge surprise. I mean, Congratulations to the writers and directors for truly surprising us in a way that um, a lot of shows don't, right, with that ending. And it makes me really yeah. want to see it, and we're probably going to wait, like, at least a year or two, right? At least a year, year and a half, yeah. maybe longer. With the writer's strike. The writer's strike. Who knows, right? Yeah, it's hard to yeah. tell. Yeah. It's going to be a while. I just hope that they don't retroactively do something stupid, but cancel it like they did with uh, peripheral. I don't think so. Yeah. I'm still mad at that. I don't think they will either. I don't thanks think for bringing that it up. Has thanks thanks, for, thanks for bringing it up again, Jamie. Sorry. Now I'm mad think, again. Uh, <laughs> well, I, no, I've been mad. I've stayed mad. Um, I don't think MGM has a lot of its own streaming TV shows, though. So yeah. I don't think it's. Uh, I think it's very high rated on there. So. Like yeah. It's okay. It's just going to be a while. Um, yeah. That reminds me. Uh, Jamie, I watched um, Heart of Stone. That was really good. I liked that a lot. I did too. Like, I, I some back reviews, but I liked it. I thought it was good. Did it? Oh, really? I don't know why. I thought that was great. Like I really, I don't know. You know, I don't know that it's going to happen. But I would love to see them continue it as a franchise because I thought that was so yeah, great. I said, I like that, I really, really thoroughly enjoyed it. Multiple episodes. Did, did you, do you like, see what I meant? Though, you know what I was thinking. Citadel could have been like I don't know, like it gave me that feeling. Yeah, oh like yeah, no, no, I. What it yep. have been. I, I thought about yeah, I thought about you as I was watching it, and I totally know what you meant. Um, yeah, it's definitely what Citadel could have. It definitely is what Citadel could have been, and I also feel like, you know, it's been a big deal about you know James Bond and everything, talking about a female James Bond and whatnot. This could be their female. That could be the female James Bond franchise. I mean, I just, I really, really liked it a lot. Yeah, I did too. Karen, you got to watch it. <laughs> I, I'll check it out because I tried Lioness. I watched the first episode and I was like not, it didn't grab me at all. So I'll try Heart of Stone instead. Yeah. Yeah, it yeah, was really nice. good. I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah, right. I liked it. I thought it was going to be, you know, I thought it was going to be another one of those where like, it's entertaining, it's something to watch and I just, I, found myself enamored the whole time. I was like, wow, this is really good. 
Yeah. Oh, I mean, I mean, it's yeah. like, I mean, it's still like an action entertaining movie. It's not like a deep, deep. Well, yeah. But but it's no, good. no. But and I still I thought it was really well done. Apart the whole time, like we were just in a I never did watch the end of that either. <laughs> Hmm. So, all right. Well, Jamie, is that anything else you want to talk about from the site, or uh, go? not really. There's a Daryl Dixon thing going on tomorrow that'll be up soon with some people who are not in the union. Um, so there's that. Oh. That's, which which wait, was people who wait, like to me. people who work on Daryl Dixon who are not in the union? Yeah. Um, some of the the actors who have smaller parts. I think the part of the reason, too, is that I hadn't even thought through is that this is, you got to remember, this is filmed in France, so it's oh. probably not completely, like, So, So they connected. don't have I mean, the like, same, yeah. Right, and the, obviously the actors can't be part of the union or they wouldn't be doing the, um, doing it. It's not just, the, I mean, the show, obviously, a lot of the actors are. Like, you're not going to see Norman Reedus do interviews, I doubt, but... Um, but some people that are non-union um, are, are well be because the same it. the same laws don't apply to labor in Europe that they apply here, right? Like I, I've read I've read about how the British Actors Union cannot go on strike in solidarity with the American actors because of the laws in England or whatever in the UK, right? And so shot in France or whatever. And there are also yeah. actors who just won't do it because they are in solidarity. They wouldn't, if they but, were, yeah. you know, part of the union, it wouldn't matter. They wouldn't do it, but they're not. So so there are some people so who they, are from the Daryl Dixon show that are available. That's kind of cool. I mean, yeah, I didn't know. I, guess. I mean, I didn't go after anything because I didn't think you could. This was something that, you know, came to me. So, so that will be there and then also the, of course the review will be up soon um, and mm-hmm. your other invasion thing and I still have one more shoulder interview that's got to go up I'm trying to think if there's anything it's just I it's have hard right now because there's tomorrow. not a lot of anything I'm sorry oh you're the other one's tomorrow that's right um, there's a movie that we're doing tomorrow um, that was based on a novel and the mo- I haven't watched the movie yet so i got to look this up real quick um, it's a movie that's um, Aristotle and Dante discover the secrets of the universe, and it was a YA novel that came out I think a couple of years ago. That's now been adapted into a film, and I have an interview with the writer director who will not talk about writing, only directing because you know, which is cool. <laughs> that's fine. Yeah, I wondered how they do that, but yeah, that's at a timing I couldn't do it. So thank you for that. But it sounded like it might be okay. The movie might be good. I don't know. Uh, the book oh, apparently was super crazy of, popular. Yes. Speaking of, um, shoot, AJ, go. Yeah. Uh, speaking of speaking of, speaking of strikes, the the um, VFG's uh, department, the VF, sorry, VFG, VFX has gone on strike now. Really? Oh no! <laughs> There's more people on strike. Well, they're in a different union. They're having their own separate yeah, strike, separate. right? Yeah. Just bad timing, yeah, they've, right? They've, 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 yeah, yeah, they've unionized, and uh, yeah. Well, you know what? Though? I, I I'm surprised it didn't happen sooner, honestly, because we've been hearing for a while that they were not happy with the demands yeah. that put on them. So. Well, hopefully, mm-hmm. all these strikes will enable better working conditions for everybody, and yeah. Well, you know, yeah. <laughs> I say I've been hearing some funny things. Like the uh, the writers I, I read, they were you know 
asked to come in and they had a deal on the table for them. And it basically went like this where they were like, here, here's our latest offer for you guys. You should take it. It's really good. Just, just take it. And the writers mm-hmm. were like, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> like we're not just going to well, take it because you tell us to. Well, it sounds, it sounds like maybe they aren't threatening them this time at least, but I don't know. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, I hope they, you know, I hope they all get what's coming to them because, you know, hearing some of these stories that are coming out, that you know, it's funny how I mean, obviously it's for a reason. The story, these, all these horror stories are coming out now during the strike, but um, you know, it's, yeah. it's no different than anywhere else. You know, I mean, pay people what they're worth. And, you know, everything is prices on everything are going up. Why shouldn't people be paid more? for what they're doing when they have to, we have to buy stuff. They cost more now, you know, it's like this, you know, it's the age old same round and round and round. The rich yeah. get richer and the rest of us. And, yeah. I don't know how they're going to do it. I, I still wonder if it's going to end up that like, they'll just pay them more the first time they do stuff since it's kind of hard to, cause I don't know how they would pay everybody the residuals for the streaming without making the price is so high, nobody streams anymore. No, no, Jamie. They can just not make a There's, giant no. profit for the billionaires that run the organization. I'm sorry, but no, maybe, I was just wondering like, if it would work to pay people like the first, you know what I mean? Because like if they paid them more ahead of time, then maybe they wouldn't like necessarily need it as much after because they'd already be paid it in advance is what I'm saying. Like instead of, like yeah, streaming, the, if that makes sense. The thing is, you don't know if your show's going to be a hit and how much that's they're going to make off it in the long run, right? Like you, and if right. and if you are a very new actor, you might just be willing to sign it away just to get the job, true. and then you're later right, you right. would, right? Yeah. I, I yeah, think you know, that the answer, right. the answer is not to make the answer is the answer is not to make the consumer pay for the residuals. The answer is for the studio and, and the billionaire who makes all the money to make less. Pay them the residuals. Yeah, make them pay the residuals. Because there is a limit that we're willing to pay before we're that's like, what I'm, I'm not watching Disney it. anymore, right? Like, I yeah, have a personal limit right. to what I'll pay, and and yeah. today it was a free trial for a certain channel, um, <laughs> right? Yeah. No, yeah, I know. The idea is that the studio doesn't need to make that much money and they need to share the profits with the people who create the work, right? Yeah. Sorry. You know, I just joined a union myself, and so I'm all about labor right now. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. So anyway, uh, we could do a whole show on that. uh, Either way, they need to be paying for the work they do in a fair way. Yeah. Yeah. Don't know what the answer is, but... You know, hopefully they'll, like you said, they can take it out of that and something yep. will be figured out. Yep. So. All right, well, we got one more show to cover tonight. Yes, which I still got to watch the first seen. 15 minutes, and then I had to turn it off because I had to go. Yeah, try to stick with it. I, I, I mean, I'm going to tell you, Jay, I thought it was a little stiff in the first episode, but if you can get through it, uh, it's all, maybe it'll, I don't know. I don't know. See, I'm not like a huge Star Wars fan, so I don't know whether it'll pull me or not. Because at least at the part I've seen, I I didn't love it, but I mean, I didn't see a whole lot of it, so it may just be I didn't see a lot. But I'm not. Yeah. I'm not a big Star Wars person. 
I would like to see Mandalorian uh, because of Pedro, but and because of Yoda. But if you watch I the Mandalorian, you might be more open to it. Yeah, but but, uh, but I don't, don't have, have to watch those. Huge on Star Wars, which is funny. I think. Yeah, you only saw the first so time. I'm so into sci-fi, but I've never yeah. been huge on Star Wars or Star Trek. The two, big, yeah. two of the biggest sci-fi franchises. Right. Yeah. Well, all right. Well, we're gonna talk about it and see if you can catch up with us next week. Yeah, I'll try to all try right. to watch. It. I'm trying to think, is there anything else coming? I don't know if there's anything else premiering other than Daryl Dixon. Yeah. We got a I'm couple more sure. weeks until stuff gets back to normal, but. Yeah. Yeah. All righty. Well, enjoy the rest of your week, and I will talk to you guys next week. All right. Good night, Jamie. Okay. Have a good night. Good night, Jamie. Bye-bye. Good night. Bye. So, AJ, I would like to start talking about Ahsoka by you talking about the character Ahsoka, who... I I have not ever watched the Clone Wars or Rebels, but I think for people who watch them, she that was like going to be my first right? question. Could you, could you tell me? Could you tell me? Yeah. Could you explain it all to me? All right. So, as far as Ahsoka herself, Ahsoka was the Padawan of Anakin Skywalker. So during the Clone <clears throat> during all the Clone Wars, now she's never mentioned. She's never mentioned in the movies because she was an afterthought when they did the TV series yeah. of the Clone Wars. Um, they found ways to explain away and around and everything. Because for one, at the end, she leaves the Jedi Order um, and goes on her own, her own way, which is why you never see her in the movie. So that's how they explain that. Um, right. And, you know, as we all know, Anakin turns into Vader, of course. You know, so she, she – and she didn't right. know what happened to him because she, like, she goes far away and everything. And so she, you know, and she started very young, and you know, obviously she, you know, she over the over the, I mean, there was seven, seven, seven seasons of Clone Wars. Of, of Clone Wars. So we watched her grow. Yeah. So we watched her, you know, grow up through the years and everything. Um, and she's a very formidable Jedi. She's very force sensitive. You know, um, it's funny actually because she's, you know, it, 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 it's. It's funny because you always see the masters and they're like, you know, how do I want to do this or do that or don't act like this. And then, another, you know, like, so, like, for example, Anakin would get annoyed with her. And then Obi-Wan would be, you know, she kind of reminds me of somebody, much like Qui-Gon Jinn actually said that to, you know, oh, you know, um, Obi-Wan. Oh, you know, it's, like, it's like always the mat, you it's know. Clone Wars. So Clone Wars is part is yeah. like set around the time of the three prequel movies. Yes. Yep. Yes. All right. So that's where she comes yeah. from, that chunk of yeah. yeah. So that's that's where Ahsoka comes from. So as far as Rebels, though, I mean this. I mean this, this Ahsoka show is essentially Rebels season five live action. <laughs> that's really yeah. what this is. Um, I kind of read which that. Which is pretty great. About this. Um. Um. So, yeah, so it's going to be interesting to see your feelings for somebody that hasn't seen, you know, Clone Wars isn't a must. If you haven't seen, I feel like Rebels would definitely help, especially with who some of the characters are and everything. Um, well, because Sabine, like Sabine Ren Clancy, is from Rebels, right? Sabine Ren's from yeah. Rebels? And so is Hera. And so is Hera. 
and so Harrison is Dula, General so Harrison is, uh, Ezra Bridger, the dead guy or missing guy who's right. The, yeah, Ezra, who's there. Yeah, and so is Thrawn, the the the, the bad guy, and um and so perfect example like though, season, like something that something that a casual yeah season uh, I think there was four seasons, so this would be like season five of Rebels, basically. Um, yeah. Now, for somebody like yourself who hasn't seen Rebels, um, you don't catch fun little things like Clancy Brown's character that you see for five minutes in the beginning yeah. of episode one. Um, he's actually reprising his role from Rebels. He did he did the voice for the character in in the show. Oh, that's been one of the. So he then. I mean, it was one of know. the best parts of the episode. Yeah. yeah. Uh, um. So I, um, I think that. Here's the thing. I don't really, I haven't watched either Clone Wars or Rebels, as you know. Um, from what I'm kind of reading from the mixed reviews is that if you are a hardcore Star Wars fan or just a serious fan who's watched Clone Wars and Rebels, that the Ahsoka show is kind of a huge deal that people are really excited for, looking forward to. And if you haven't watched it, you're kind of like, eh, who? Like, this is really, this is this show is really kind of preaching to the choir. This show is really, I don't know, like, really for the people who watch those shows, I guess. I don't know. I mean, also, like, much was being made of this show being having, like, the first Star Wars show with three female leads or the first Star Wars that ever, you know, before, before Ray there never really was a female lead and, and that's being made much of also, but I'm not sure that I, I mean, to me, I don't know. Let me ask you this question, AJ. Were you, I mean, you, you and your family watched Clone Wars and Rebels, right? Is Ahsoka yes. to you one of the main people of the Star Wars franchise? Is she a character that you were like, God, she really needs her own show? Like, how did you feel about this thing? Um, let's put it this way. So, the, all right, so the original run of Clone Wars only had five seasons, or six seasons. Yeah. And then they had, and then over the last, what was it, a year, year and a half ago, they had another season that they had already always planned on doing. Like they basically were like, Hey, we need to go back and finish this off the way we wanted to. And then they had another season. Um, and Ahsoka was, you know, everybody loves Ahsoka. Um, and then really? watch, but watching rebels. What? Really? What? The part where everybody loves Ahsoka is a little, she was pretty boring in this new it's, show. Right. So the part where everybody loves Ahsoka like I don't well, really get where we love. Oh no, 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 I don't mean I don't mean everybody. In the sh- I, I I mean fans love Ahsoka. I don't mean everybody in the show. <laughs> yeah, no, I um, I mean I don't get why but, fans. But go ahead. Well, but in Re- and then Rebels, you know, it's about this new group of characters that we're all getting to know and everything. And then season three, I forget when she shows up, but all of a sudden Ahsoka shows up. At, at one point, and it's like, holy shit, Ahsoka! And she's, you know, because we haven't seen her in years, and we never know what happened to her, because oh, right. at the time, the last season of, of Clone Wars hadn't come out yet, so we never knew what happened right. to her and everything, but now she's all grown up and everything. She actually has a fight against right. Vader, and doesn't know that it's Anakin. 
Um, oh, yeah. You know, so it was like, you know, everybody's very, you know, very excited to see Ahsoka. I don't know that I was ever like, oh, she needs her own show. That was never something I felt. Um, when I heard they were doing an Ahsoka show, I wasn't against it. And then the more I heard about it, and it, the more it sounded like live-action Rebels, I was like, I was all for it. Cause I absolutely love Rebels. I thought Rebels was yeah. wonderful. So these first two episodes, I absolutely loved. Like, I, seriously, for me, I was getting very – and I think the score had a lot to do with it, too. I mean, it was pretty much everything. But I was getting very strong uh, A New Hope vibes from it. Like, it felt like it had – for me, it had the feeling of the original trilogy to it those first two episodes. Really? Like, I, I, I liked it a lot. Yeah, I really liked it a lot. I didn't get that. I didn't get that. I didn't feel that. Um, so I watched the first two episodes, and then when I finished, I'm not sure it was Disney Plus or when I closed out if it was, I think it was Disney that had this thing that, that said the essential Ahsoka episodes. And they, they had, like, put together Oh, like, yeah, I saw that five or six or eight from each of the two shows. And so I started to watch it, and it was an episode. They just showed this little animated, like, so Ahsoka is, she's a child. She's a Padawan to, what's his name? Yeah, Skywalker, right? But she, she's she's young, and he says, like, we've got to go in here and talk to these, like, council people, whoever they are. Like, don't talk. You, you're a Padawan. You're little. Don't talk. And so he talks, and, and the, the council's like, you can't do whatever. And, she, and then all of a sudden she's like, well, we have to, but she, like, she speaks impertinently to the council and they're ushered out and, and Anakin's like, why are you painting my ass? And she's like, I can't help it, whatever. Um, I didn't watch any more beyond that. I did think, you know, she was so kind of spunky in that first, I think it was episode, it was Clone Wars, like season one, episode two, something very early. She was very spunky and kind of passionate. Two words I would not apply to the Ahsoka Tano I saw in this show, right? And I'm not, and not the person I saw in The Mandalorian. Like in The Mandalorian, she was, I mean, she also was a person of few words and very considered movement, but she had a mission and a passion in those few episodes of The Mandalorian that I just didn't see. So I thought it was slow. Um, I thought it was stiff. I thought the dialogue was awkward and I thought okay I'm not going to criticize the exposition because it's the first episode the first two episodes you got to have exposition although having spoken to you just now I feel like the exposition that was like the exposition and the crawl was like you know the the empire has been defeated a new republic is rising but there are still people I, I wonder if the crawl should have been like Ahsoka Tano was the Padawan, like, if the Ahsoka Tano exposition should have been what we saw in that crawl instead of the, I don't know. I, we spent a lot of time exploring her relationship with Sabine Wren and still not getting it. I, I don't know. I like Sabine Wren. She, cause she's the sort of, I didn't like that rock and roll scene with the spear, but I did like her generally. She's the, stand out of the, you know, she kind of overshadowed Ahsoka a little bit, I think, in some of those scenes, which maybe is the intent, maybe isn't. I don't know, do you think that? Do you think she 
And you know that character. Does she always overshadow Ahsoka? She overshadows everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's just who she is. Um, I I think that's going to be the, I think that's going to be the very interesting thing um, while watching this and and talking with you every week about it um, is because I've seen everything. So I know the history. I know where things are coming from. Whereas you're somebody who doesn't and just watching it and only knowing a little bit about Ahsoka and only seeing her in Mandalorian, you know, so I think it's going to be, it's, it's going to be interesting to see. And it'll give us a clear picture of what works and what doesn't work when doing a new show in a franchise, especially when it's already connected to other things like Mandalorian is connected to the Star Wars universe but not really to any other characters that we've known before. It was right. its own new story, you know. Ahsoka is continuing off of stuff from um, the prequel trilogies and from um, Rebels, you know, something that you haven't yeah. seen. So I think it's actually going to. I think it's going yeah. to make our conversation fun. Well, you make me think of the scene where where Sabine is on the the ship. Ahsoka's ship is called the Ghost, I think, right? So Sabine is on no, the ship. No, that's Hera's uh-huh. ship. Hera's, Hera's, oh. ship is, Hera's ship is oh, the Hera's Ghost. Oh, ship is Ghost. All right. So anyway, Sabine is hanging out with, with um, Ahsoka, and she says, like, can I take this map? And I was like, no, don't, why do you want that map? And, and Sabine's like, well, I want to go to a place I can think better. And I was like, no, I think it's not a good idea. The map stays here. And Sabine's like, okay, whatever, and steals it, right? Which was, I mean, it was 100% predictable. We get it. But I, I just felt like Ahsoka is this very, they didn't really allow her any personality in these first two episodes. Maybe she has no personality. Maybe I'm asking too much, but she had no personality. She had no real emotion. She didn't, I mean, and, and she and Sabine have a complicated past. Yeah. And, and you know she what it feels is? like don't I take think... the map because it's a bad idea, but she doesn't really say, like, I, I, it was like she was talking to a child, and the child reacted predictably, and none of them acted right. like they really understood the stakes. And like, well, are they dysfunctional you know, together? Basically, Is that why? It's it's basically well, it's basically your typical Star Wars trope. I mean, we, how many times have we seen this? Um, the master and the acolyte. You know, yeah. I mean, master. Yeah, I mean, think about it. it. The the um. You know, Qui-Gon Jinn and, and Obi-Wan. How many times, you know, Obi-Wan and Anakin. How many times did An- Obi-Wan, t- you know, very stiff, telling Anakin, don't do this, don't do that. And, of course, Anakin goes and does whatever Anakin wanted. And, you know what I mean? It, it, it becomes it's our theater your now. Typical, <laughs> yeah. your, it's, you know, yeah. it's, it's your typical it. Star Wars trope of, and, and uh, you know, and Ahsoka, that's the thing. I mean, Ahsoka, that's, I think, going to be the, the true test. I mean, there's... So much, like you said, you saw watched one one of the animated episodes of Clone Wars, and saw how Ahsoka was as a kid, very spunky and and passionate and everything. And I I feel like the quote unquote essential Ahsoka episodes, you can't. I mean, I don't know if you, I haven't watched any because I've seen them all, 
but I don't know if they if they've gotten the right episodes to really show because by the time I mean she becomes very disenfranchised with the Jedi, you know, which is why she leaves yeah. the order. You know, she really starts to question whether the Jedi are actually the good guys. You know, I mean, so you kind of, you know, if you see her whole history, then you kind of start to understand, you, you understand more who she is and where she is now. You know, I mean, even Luke, uh, like, in, you know, in, when you see him training uh, uh, Ray, he's also, you know, very right. stern and, and, you know, you know, yeah, no, I, I, I mean, it comes with I, age and age or wisdom. I don't know, but oh, actually, something's very fun, real quick. Um, so the end of episode two, when you see her go and uh, when you see Jesus Christ, AJ, um, which one? Uh, uh, Sabine, thank you. Wow. Um, when you see Sabine looking at the mural and she's touching the mural and she got, you know, her Mandalorian armor on, she's holding her helmet and then she turns around and she sees Ahsoka. That is almost shot for shot. The final scene of rebels because there's, oh, really? uh, at the end of uh, rebels, everything. Yeah. Everything is rebel. You know, the, the battle ends with rebels and then there's like a, an undisclosed time jump. You know, we just know it's a couple of years, you know, it's years later. And then we this see that scene, and then that's episode, yeah, yeah. We're now we're now like caught up, basically, to everything. Yeah, it'll be good to see how how this goes for non watchers, right? Like I I just feel like Ahsoka was yeah yeah. Look, I didn't look, I didn't dislike Rosario Dawson. I, I I really liked her when we saw her previously in the Mandalorian. I just felt like it was so stiff and so. You know, and and the master apprentice relationship, which is you're right, it's the heart of Star Wars. You know, it doesn't really. I mean, we know that they broke up for some reason, but I, I don't really. I don't know. I don't. I didn't really get any sense from Ahsoka that she felt a sense of loss or regret. I, I got it from Sabine. I didn't really get it from Ahsoka. I didn't get any from Ahsoka. She's like. And maybe there's a reason why she's so stiff and closed off that we haven't. I mean, yeah, you, you're, you're, you're and I don't know. I, what, Vader, well, so I don't know she. the. Yeah, I don't know what happened between them either, um, because oh, like no? I said, what we see at the end of episode. Well, what we see. That's what I'm saying. I don't know. You know what we see at the end of episode two. In in this, you know, like I said, it's shot for shot at the end of Rebels, but there's a time gap. You know what I mean? There's a time jump from from like the end, quote unquote, end of the episode. Kind of, think of it as a, like a, um, oh, what you call it? an end credit scene, kind of. You know? Yeah. Um, so that that time in between when she's training her to be her Padawan and everything, like what, like in the first episode when she referred to her as her Padawan, I was like, I was like, when did Sabine come become force sensitive? Like, what am I missing? You know? So that that whole oh, in between and then, and then where later, I'm not familiar with either. And then either. later you hear the robot. What's his name? The um, David Tennant robot. Who yawn? Who yawn? Yes. He says like, "Oh yeah, you have no." He's like, "You're the worst. You have no force sensitivity at all." Yeah, you're the worst that, ever. Which was weird because I. So you're saying it was always clear that she was not really a Padawan. She didn't have the force. She was, what was she being taught to fight? But not. Yeah, no. The there was no. There. Yeah, like yeah. Her her training under uh, Ahsoka 
is something that happened in between that we don't know, you know, that is news. Oh, to in between us, Padawans. So. Like, she was never really a Padawan, I guess, right? No, not, well, not during force. Rebels. You've no. got to have the Force to train to be a Jedi. Well, that's, that's, be what, yeah, I'm, that's why I'm a little confused. I'm a little confused by all this myself. Okay, good, so. not just me. Um, yeah. All right, I mean, I like, so, yeah, I, so we'll see where this goes. I, I, I mean, Sabine, I liked her, although she was maybe almost a little, I think because Ahsoka Tano was so stiff and kind of, ooh, here I am, I'm a, I'm a nun, and I'm going to tell you, I'm not a nun, but she was so, yeah. like, you know, She's yeah, so holding back, and then Sabine, she was so over the, she was so out there. Maybe it was, I mean, I liked her. Maybe it was only in in contrast to the other people on the show that she seemed a little over the top. Because Asukatano is like a person that you could probably set her hair on fire, and she'd be like, "Excuse me, do you have a, a fire extinguisher?" <laughs> well, that, and that's right? the funny thing because like this 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 older, wiser, stiffer Ahsoka is, is new. You know what I mean? Like, it's not... It was more refined in Rebels, but not like this, so... But even, even in, in The Mandalorian, she was... Like, in The Mandalorian, she was on a yeah, mission. Yeah, she was a little more... She had yeah, passion, she was a little more right? fun in The Mandalorian. Yeah. She had passion in that, yeah. We'll see. Yeah, I, she I was mean, definitely a little more fun in that. I do get that they had a lot of exposition to give to people like me who didn't like the whole first two probably felt very exposition to you because you knew a lot of it, right? It was not maybe geared for, I mean, I think it's hard to have two introductory episodes that dump a lot of exposition on me, but give a lot of Easter eggs to you to keep us both interested, right? And do you have confidence in Dave Filoni? Like Dave Filoni who produces the show. Oh, yes, absolutely. He was really the man <laughs> behind all of it, right? Yeah, I absolutely he, have. And he made, and he, did, right? made, he made all, and he made all of Rebels. And so, I believe he is, is yeah. the voice of the android Chopper. He's Chopper, right? Yes, yes, he's Chopper. Um, and, and I don't know if you know, but all of this is leading into a movie. Like, all these Star Wars shows are going to kind of come to it's called Heir to the Empire, which is the name of the first book of the Thrawn novels. Yeah, so originally, the Admiral Thrawn novels, they are not canon. They still are not canon. Whatever we see are they not, here with now Thrawn with Thrawn, Thrawn is going to be canon. canon. Yeah, now that you're in a show, Thrawn's you're canon, canon right? but the book. Yeah, Thrawn's canon, but the books... Thrawn was in uh, Rebels, too. The books themselves are not canon um, simply because they're considered legends. Because well, there's something books that, were written you know, before the Disney... They were written before the Disney takeover, oh, yeah. right? Or, yeah. And so Disney can decide yeah. what is and what isn't canon now out of those books. Right? Yeah, they, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I, but the fact that he's... You know, I mean, obviously he's not going to follow the books because it's a lot of differences, but the fact that he's calling this they're going to be calling this movie heir to the empire. <laughs> you yeah. Think, you know that he's definitely inspired by all of it. Going, yeah. Cause we know where it goes for the next yeah. four movies, the three movies that show up. Yeah. Well, it's just going to, it's going to be, yeah. uh, I don't even, I don't even know if it's going into the, um, if it's going to the theater, but I know it's going to like culminate with like, you know, I mean, it's going to basically be a big crossover of Mandalorian and this and 
Boba Fett. They're all go- Andor. They're all going. Not Andor. Yeah. Boba Fett. I think Mandalorian. Well, not and Boba Andor. Fett. Yeah. Yeah. Boba Fett, Mandalorian, and Ahsoka are going to the same eventual destination, right? Yeah. So. Yeah. Good time. All right. Well, I hope it'll pick up. I mean, I, I'm willing to. I didn't hate it. I didn't. I just thought it was a little. I'm a little like. Eh, I don't really. I mean, uh, per, at this point, two episodes in. It's only eight episodes. Two episodes, twenty five percent done. I'm not behind Ahsoka. Like, I'm not like, oh, Ahsoka Tana, right? Like, I, I, I might want to see what happens with Sabine, but I'm not like, whatever. It, I'm not like all in on Ahsoka Tana right now. She's a little boring. She's right. like your aunt that's kind of mean and makes you like do what she says. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll see. We'll have another one. Now it's one. We had two this week, but it's one every week now until it ends, I think, right? Yeah. Yep. Yep. All right. So, all right. We we, we, filled, we filled all two hours. That's because we had an we entire season did. of a show to talk about, but... <laughs> All right, next week we'll just have one episode of it. One episode of Ahsoka, one episode of Invasion, and uh, I forget when um, Wheel of Time comes back. I don't think that's still September, so. I think it's not until after Labor Day, yeah. Actually, September September is next week. Yep. (laughs) Tough, it's coming back. We'll figure things out more by then. Yep. All right. All right, have a good week, Karen. I'll talk to you later. You too. Right, Thank bye. you, everybody out there in podcast land, and come back and listen to us babble again next week. Good night.